I'm Ben Davies, and this is The Clear Money Mindset. And for young investors to just be able to look through that and say, long term, if I'm investing in good good businesses, we will come out ahead. Welcome to The Clear Money Mindset, providing you with help and tips to manage your money in a clear and intentional way. I'm your host and financial advisor, Ben Davies. At Davies Financial, Sterling Mutuals, we want to provide you with meaningful tips to help you manage your money. Today, we're talking investor emotions with Jeff Hobson from CI Investments. These last few months have been interesting to say the least. I'm sure you've had some stressful minutes, hours, or days thinking about your savings. We hope this conversation will help give you perspective and provide some peace of mind as we navigate this interesting time. Well, we just want to welcome everyone to one of the first podcasts that I'm doing. I'm Ben Davies with Sterling Mutuals, Davies Financial. I have with me, uh, not in presence, but on the phone, Jeff Hobson. Jeff is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at CI Investments. He's got 27 years of investment experience so we're very thankful that uh, he's been able to join us jeff it's great to have you on great to be here ben 27 years of experience experience first global pandemic yeah there you go (laughs) (laughs) i think a lot of us uh uh, who are in the business are going to have that first global pandemic that we can (laughs) it's what keeps it interesting for us yeah, I hope that we never have to dip back into our pandemic experience yes. again. But uh, it's definitely been <laughs> definitely been a good test of uh, investor patience. For sure. One of the things we want to talk about today is investor emotions. And there's no time, I think, that investors are more emotional for good reason than when markets are down. Uh, one of the things I wanted to go over with you first, Jeff, was uh, there's a lot of millennial investors out there, a lot of younger investors who this will be their first crisis that they've ever been through while they're investing. What lessons would you say younger investors can take from the past that would help them get through the present, what we're going through right now? Mm, Great question, Ben. Um, I would say um, the lesson to take from this um, is we will get through. Um, as I look back over the years that I've done this and even years before, we've had a lot of different market events that have been, you know, very scary uh, over the years and, and really have, have made people fearful, um, not only to invest, but for many other reasons. Uh, and COVID certainly be, would be one of those. And so I certainly uh, don't want to make light of the situation at all, but I do believe that we get past this. And so if I was talking to a younger investor that was nervous on investing, uh, I would say this is the time um, to kind of step into the market and, and not be afraid, knowing that every other time that we've that we've had things like this happen, that we have come through it. 
um, we've, we've, you know, if you look at coronavirus, what happened in this particular event, which really, you know, we're still not 100% certain when it all started, but we know, you know, the news hit early this year right. uh, and it took the markets in 33 days, we dropped 34%. We then, it's crazy. It's it was an incredible drop, incredibly quickly, and people were very nervous and still are, quite frankly, um, about you know where where this leads to and, and some of the changes. Um, but when you look at the markets, the next fifty days um, we gained over forty percent, and mm. that's the fastest that that has ever happened in history. So when you look at what's happening, whether it's this global pandemic, um, you know, which is certainly new to to all of us, uh, the riots uh, happening and the protests happening, these are big market events that we know can swing markets around. But when in fact, um, you know, the market, the, the stock market was having its best days during all of this and so there's a very big disconnect between stock markets and the economy and i think that's really important to to be aware of and for young investors to just be able to look through that and say long term if i'm investing in good good businesses we will sure. come out ahead now this is kind of a bonus question sure your scariest day in the business huh Great question. My my scariest day in the business. Well, okay, so <laughs> going to date myself a little bit here, but I actually started investing for myself back in September of 1987. I took all my grass cutting money and uh, put it with my uh, with my mom's financial advisor, and I think we lost about 25 percent in a month. And wow. that was scary. That's a lot of grass I had to cut to uh, to get that. And uh, that was how I started in this business. Um, if I fast forward 10 years, my money, I left it in the good businesses that we were invested in and I had quadrupled in 10 years. Um, so that would be my scariest day or time. But as I go and reflect back on all of this, Ben, I will say coronavirus has been very interesting um, because again, we've never had a time where, you know, the world has shut down like this. However, every single time I've had scary times, whether it's Corona, whether it's 87, whether it's the, the dot com um, or financial crisis, they all felt the same. They were all scary. And so whether it's my scariest day, your scariest day or anybody's scariest day, the end result is the good business to survive and you come out ahead. Sure. And that's I mean, one of the hard things right now in in conversations I've had with clients, everybody wants to know what do you think is going to happen next? And, and the problem um, for investors, I think, if you look back on any downturn, is the answer is we're not sure yet. And a lot mm -hmm. of times hindsight is the only thing that lets us know after what got us out. Yep. And then we analyze what got us in. Yep. Um, but all you can control right now, in a sense, is how you feel about it and what you do. Yeah. So when you're going through a time like this, how can an investor's emotions damage or erode their portfolio returns? Yeah. So investor emotion is probably the single most important factor in all of this. Um, there's a few concepts that I try to get across to advisors so that they can then 
in turn share with their clients. And, and one of them is loss aversion. And loss aversion is, is really the concept that a, a, a loss hurts humans a lot more psychologically than an equal gain. So if you were to lose 100,000, it would hurt a lot more than if you were to gain 100,000. That's kind of the concept there. Um, the other one is is hurting. People people tend to do what other people are doing. And, and we see that in, in many forms of life, and whether it's sporting events or investing, it doesn't matter. People tend to go um, with crowds. Um, Another one is anchoring. People will, um, when they're anchoring, they almost they, they use one or very few pieces of information to make their decisions and confirm their thoughts. And a lot of times, it'll be what they want to be true, not necessarily what is true. And the final one that we talk about is overconfidence, and that is people thinking, "I can do this myself." And you know, we've seen ads on TV like Quest Trade and and Do It Yourself Investing, and you know, I know looking, you know, in in the past couple of years, uh, I would get asked a lot about the um, the marijuana stocks, and and before that, it was Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and it's interesting. I never get asked about those anymore. We we had said these are areas that are very speculative. We would advise you stay away. But of course, people were hearing about good money being made, and then they heard of others doing it, and all of this hurting. And then I can do this myself, and and then they try it, and of course, we know those stories have ended up in some cases complete disasters. So um, it's really really important to understand human psychology, and one of the things that we you know. What, why we have a financial advisor is to help us through that. And uh, I have a great piece that I'll be, that I think I've shared with you and, and you're welcome to share with your clients. It's, it says, I don't want to invest my money now because, and I think today yep. a lot of people would say COVID and the fear of, of what's happening in the world today. Um, this piece walks through the, the major headlines of everything that we've dealt with going all the way back to the depression. And what you'll find is there's always things to be afraid of. The media does an incredible job at making us fearful. When in fact, had you invested and held in there, you know, the average rate of return on the S&P 500 for the last 40 years is 12.3%. We've had some good years and we've had some bad years. But the reality is, had you just invested through all of those pieces of or times of, of bad news and scary, scary times, you would have done extremely well from an investing standpoint. Sure. And that's one of the things I'm sure you can attest this, Jeff. I've heard a lot from good fund managers who happen to come through this really well is there's a massive level of humility with a good manager. Absolutely. Yeah. Where they're more than willing to admit what they don't know. And, um, the kind of do-it-yourself mentality has this idea of, well, that everything can be known and uh, you can you can do it where when you talk to some good managers, they, they admit the parts of the market that, in a sense, they're at the mercy of. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I think that kind of humble attitude helps a manager do better because, again, it's the knowledge they have that have, has caused them to have a bit... Uh, smaller i guess opinion of themselves and not thinking they're some sort of hero if that makes sense it, yeah it makes a lot of sense and I, and I think just not getting caught up in the hype um there is a saying in our business if it's if it's in the news it's in the price 
and uh, and a lot of times we get somebody oh i read this here i read that there and and you know in in my 27 years doing this i've never you know found a portfolio manager that that was stumped by the headlines um, right they're always well aware of that and i think it's just that extra bit of knowledge and as you say humility and, and understanding you know we what we do is we beat ourselves up uh on our side trying to find out how are we wrong so before we make a move on a stock we just want to know how are we wrong and that's we actually spend a lot more time on that question um then then how are we right so we're not saying we're right all the time we we try to figure out how we're wrong and uh and of course with every investor sometimes you are but but in the long run if you're investing in good businesses and you're often and you're right more often then you you end up with a good gain at the end of it sure um one of the things we hear a lot and i i know i've found myself saying this to clients um is this concept of buying and holding Mm -hmm. Um, when it feels like the sky is falling down uh, just stay invested seems like the most counterintuitive thing you could possibly do Um, it seems like if you just look at it well if you could pick the right point to leave and pick the right point to get back in um, you could do better in the long run but um, the buy and hold cliche yes how do we know that that's actually a true statement that for most or for many it would be better for them to buy quality and hold on to it even if things are going down yeah great question um i think it's always best in something in a question like that put numbers to it um so so first of all if, if you go back to you know the mid 40s uh, we're just coming off the world world war ii and and during that time i mean that would have been a very scary time to invest or or stay invested when in fact if you look at something like the dow jones industrial average it did very well um, starting right at the beginning of world war ii and right through that if i take that time period starting back then and fast forward all the way to today 2020 uh, the average bull market has um you know lasted about 9.9 almost 10 years uh run up 517 percent on average whereas the average bear market so a bear is when the market is pulling back um, Mm -hmm. only lasts about just a little over a year and pulls back 35. so for that little bit of pain where on average you might pull back 35 it certainly is well worth the gain to again on average go ahead 517 percent another way to look at it is rolling periods because you can always take a long time period and say okay but you know what if i was invested this year and you know so we would say if you're invested for one year that's a very short period of time and you probably shouldn't be in the markets because in any one year period anything can happen but what's really interesting when you start to stretch it out just a little bit longer to say five or ten years things change dramatically for those that stay invested so if you look at on the Canadian markets, for example, um, and we go back to even the 1960s, which is a long time ago, we um, you can take, there's only been one five-year rolling period where you didn't make money. And that happened to be in the oil crisis of 1974. If I say, well, what if we invested for 10 years? In Canada, we've never had a 10-year rolling period uh, where clients have not made money. So the worst is actually 1974, where you were up almost 4%, and that's the worst one I can give you. And then the problem the problem is, I think, just going back to the, uh, 
idea of the news and media and emotions is by when you get out of the market, um, it takes a good upswing for you to be emotionally ready to get back in. And oftentimes, as we saw in the last, like, think about it, right? I, if March and April, if you missed a week or two there, that was that would have affected your recovery a ton. Absolutely. So yeah. what are some positive things? Um, so if we're supposed to buy and hold and if if it's, uh, you know, provided we have the right mix, right? Like I, I think all of this is prefaced with the fact that um, as an as an advisor, I'm trying to help clients make sure that the mix of their investments is right before a market goes down so that we we're not, you know, emotionally uh, going crazy trying to figure out what to do next. But for for those who are in the middle of this downturn, and we have come up a bit, but there's still a lot of uncertainty, um, what are some positive things investors can do to get through a downturn? And are there opportunities that, that you feel might be there uh, in a time like this? Because it's definitely unique, the time we're in. Absolutely. Well, first of all, number one, far and away, and this would almost be for me the most important point in, in the whole uh, podcast is talk to your financial advisor. Uh, you have to talk to you, Ben. Um, this is what you do for a living. Um, you are a professional at this. You are trained. You take courses. You attend conferences. You do all of these things to help guide people through all of the pitfalls that we've talked about to this point. Um, then I'm sure you've done a great job of communicating to your clients the, the importance of diversity in a portfolio. Uh, you know, you don't want to put, you know, all of your eggs in one basket or one asset class. Uh, you, you mean we shouldn't, sure. uh, we shouldn't sell everything and buy Air Canada and uh, cruise line? <laughs> No, some of the people that you might see Air Canada planes uh, in the air in five years, but it doesn't mean shareholders got all their money. That's for sure. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's there's uh, you have to you, you know, on your end, you're going to make sure their 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 assets are allocated properly. On our end, we're going to make sure that we're buying good businesses that will be around um, and by far and away and, and to eliminate that noise. Um, you know, we see a lot of great opportunities out there. And, you know, I think the humility part that you spoke about earlier is very true. And and um, so I'm very careful to say this is what I think is going to do the best. And, and, you know, because this business does have a very, very um, long track record of, track record of, of humbling uh, anybody with those opinions. I do get asked that question a lot. At the beginning of this, we highlighted, highlighted technology. As, as an area that we thought uh, would, you know, stand to benefit from something like a COVID crisis where people are staying at home. And uh, I would even say this technology we're using today, you know, would we be doing this had we not had COVID? I doubt it. Um, right. I certainly know whether it's Teams uh, or Zoom or, um, you know, any, any of those cloud-based um, technologies they've increased tremendously. Um, I know my mom who is elderly has now done an online order where things get shipped to her house and she really enjoyed having that package come and she didn't have to go pick it up. So, nice. uh, you know, to, to see some of these online businesses doing better won't surprise us. Uh, so there's a lot of technology type um, plays, e-commerce, digital payments, cloud, they all probably stand to do very well. And you have seen their stock prices doing well. 
Um, you know, things that have been beaten up, uh, I would put energy in that category as one. Uh, people have lost a lot of faith in energy and energy stocks. And, uh, you know, my belief is that energy comes back. And that doesn't mean oil and gas uh, in on its own. That means just energy demand in general. I think as the economy picks up, um, energy will come back in one form or another. And, and those are other areas that we see opportunities. Um, we can also look out to... Um, real estate and infrastructure then and uh and and with with infrastructure you know you've got airports and you've got toll roads and, and again people will fly again people will drive on the toll roads again and real estate downtown areas like toronto new york uh they don't become ghost towns there, there might be more people that work from home um but the the areas the real estate is still very valuable and it will get repurposed for the degree that maybe people work from home a little bit more the downtown areas don't turn into ghost towns and so again we would look at that as possibly some opportunities well and that's i think one of the things that's positive about this time if you can say something is positive is that um i know for me as an advisor i'm a big fan of finding good actively managed funds with uh, managers who have proven to be good at picking those right things and that's obviously one of the big pieces of what ci investments is about um but one of the nice things right now as an investor with all of the opportunity that is out there to be able to take your money put it in a fund and you have a team of people now that are looking at all of those areas you mentioned and saying we think now's the right time mm -hmm. um take some of the stress out of it for the investor and i think it allows you to have the comfort to be investing at the right time yes uh, especially if you know for our younger clients that uh, have a pretty long runway to retirement um people have asked me a lot you know do you think we're out of this should i put money in and what i've said to them is listen i think that um if you're consistently putting money in the market this year no matter you know after this downturn has happened no matter when you put it in five years from now i don't think you're going to regret having invested in 2020. yeah I, I would agree with that man as a matter of fact any again kind of we use the s p a lot because it is a big market any time that the s p you know again going back to the world war right when when things were at any year that the s p has declined 20 percent or more you almost always see it rebound by incredible years. And I can look in the kind of that 1941 cycle when, when the S&P was down uh, 34%, it rebounded 30 plus 30. If I go to the oil crisis, it was down 26, rebounded 37. Um, .com down 22, rebounded 28. Uh, 08 was uh, down 37, rebounded 26, and then another nine. This, we dropped 34 and we, we rebounded 40. So that's just the initial bounce and then we went on to that big bull run which were the the other stats that i i gave that you know go up on average 517 percent yep well i think at the end of the day the the bottom line uh that we want to communicate to our clients is listen yet yeah, we understand that there's going to be times like this and we're not asking people to be in a sense elated that the markets go down or that the world is in a crisis but we look back to times where um the markets have gone down before and say you know uh, as as a group of people we seem to be good at uh, continuing on 
people are still going to work. These industries, however they come back, um, for the most part are going to be there. But the bottom line is, I think in 30 years from now, that today will have been an opportunity and um, waiting for it to come all the way back or be ahead of where it was uh, could prove to uh, have been something that you miss out on. Yeah. Well, Jeff, it has been uh, really good to have you on. I, I thank you on the behalf of all of my clients that are going to be listening to this and anyone else that might hear it. Your insight it has been great. It's been helpful. I just want to thank you for the time you spent with us today. Well, my pleasure, Ben. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you to all your clients and uh, anything you need. We're always here for you. Thanks for listening to the Clear Money Mindset. We at Davies Financial Sterling Mutuals are here to help you thrive with your finances. You can find us online at daviesfinancial.ca. For help with your personal finances, you can email us at office at daviesfinancial.ca. The opinions expressed are those of the participants and are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Sterling Mutuals, Inc. Mutual funds provided through Sterling Mutuals, Inc. Commissions, trailer commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the simplified prospectus before investing. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.